Welcome listeners to the Pod About God. This is the place where teens and young adults can discover more about their Catholic faith in a fun, casual way. So get comfy, grab your favorite snack, and enjoy today's episode. Almost one in five Americans consider themselves to be spiritual and not religious. What is the difference between them? Should we strive to be one over the other? Stay tuned to find out more. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Hello, guys. How are y'all? We are so excited to be here with you guys. We are apologize for the delay, but you know, it's been really busy. Thanks be to God at our parish, but um, we're here to bring you a really exciting episode and I hope you guys enjoy it today. Yes, sorry that we, uh, again, as Adrian said, we apologize, we're six days late on our uh, episode, but doesn't mean that we were not working on it. So uh, hope you enjoy it. So we're gonna be talking today about religion versus spirituality. And we thought about bringing this topic because this is something really common that we see in our daily lives, especially with being young people. I'm sure you've heard that before. Like, oh, like, I'm not religious. I think I'm just spiritual. And you might think that way as well. So we're going to just break that down and and talk about the differences and and really what they mean and, and how we as Catholics you know, which should, should we be one or the other? Should we have a combination of both? Um, and if you have any topics that you want us to discuss, if you have questions, anything of that sort, don't forget that we have an email. So you can reach out to us at potaboutgod at gmail.com and we will answer all the questions you have. And we really like your feedback and your topics. So with that, we're going to get started. In the faith formation program known as Symbolon, Dr. Edward Sree is speaker and is theologian. And in the chapter where he covers the mystery of the Catholic Church, he is, uh, starts out with a quote that says, I'm spiritual but not religious. And how many times have we heard someone say that? In this day and age, it's pretty popular among people who may have t- stopped going to church but continue to believe in God or people that believe in a higher power. Uh, when someone tells us that, usually it's because perhaps they don't want to be tied to rules and regulations, or perhaps they prefer a personal relationship with Jesus, but that they don't need the church, they don't need the Catholic faith. And uh, what is really interesting is what is our response? Merely telling them that they're wrong is not going to be convincing. In fact, it's going to push them over to remain spiritual. So we continue to uh, discuss in this particular area of can you be spiritual and religious? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And looking at this topic, it kind of makes me think of a marriage. I see a um, a marriage with God. You know, we're called to be in a marriage with God. And I see this, you know, nowadays we know a lot of about cohabitation and we see that people want to have a relationship but they don't want the commitment and when you're married to someone you don't only commit to your spouse but to the family but to the culture but to everything that is of that person um 
and I think that people are scared of that, you know, and, and I, and I compare the marriage, uh, um, a secular marriage or, you know, a marriage between spouses to our faith. And it's easier to be spiritual. I mean, I can just say, you know, Oh, I'm spiritual. I believe in God. Um, I have my own relationship with him. And by just looking at that, someone can say, well, well, isn't that what we all need? A personal relationship with God. And that's not bad. But, you know, what do you think if someone comes to you and tells you, like, I'm spiritual, you know, I just want a relationship with God? Uh, it When someone says that to me, it's a kind of saying, uh, I'm free form. I don't have, uh, I have a spiritual relationship. I don't need anything to kind of, or anyone to kind of guide me and f- and help me focus on where I need to be. I can pick and choose what areas of Jesus's teachings that I want to believe in. And that's not what Jesus intended. Jesus never intended for us to follow him all on our own. If we did that, there would be more than the 30,000 different denominations in the United States of uh, Christian belief. He intended us to um, he intended us to be a community of believers, not a collection of individuals. We all have to be united in what he said, in what his uh, truths were, and follow his path, and not have all these other little paths that could be followed if you're spiritual. And it's really kind of hard to uh, to kind of explain that, Adrian, because you brought up that you know you you can be spiritual, you pray to God, and we kind of um, inf- uh, we teach that and we encourage our students to to have that relationship, to have that one-on-one relationship with God. But uh, what we perhaps need to. Uh, Oh, I don't know. Perhaps need to emphasize that the relationship with God that is personal for you and personal for you. Each mm-hmm. one has a different relationship, but right. it is guided by the truths in the church. Exactly. What do you think? Yeah, I agree 100%. And, you know, I don't know if some of you might know this and some of you might not, but the word Catholic means universal. And there's a lot of purpose in that when we talk about our faith and our religion you know the the point is like saint paul said that we have to think alike and we have to as we are the body of god right if we are the body and christ is the head then we all need to work together and follow god if we all have our different if we all go our own way how are we going to unite and work together to complete the purpose that god has and a lot of people think of religion that is uh, restricting a religion that is judgmental and ultimately that's not the case now of course I always talk about when it comes to faith it's unfortunate that sometimes people associate if they know someone that they might have had a bad experience or um, and think that the whole faith is that and to generalize I always say that remember that in anything in life any organization we are humans and we're gonna make mistakes But that doesn't mean that the faith itself in the root and the essence is that way. And so it's like in life, you have so many paths, excuse me, so many paths you could take. And when you don't, spirituality is just saying, well, I'm going to try this one and, you know, or I'm going to try this one. Everyone's just going a different paths versus religion 
outlines the track and you're able to walk in confidently in your relationship with God because one, you have structure and we know that a building can be really pretty from the outside, but what makes it strong is the foundation that it has on the mm-hmm. inside and religion provides structure for you to one, be confident in what you believe in. Um, but it gives you freedom because you are, you know, you don't have to think so much about, is this right? Is this wrong? What am I doing? But it also provides accountability. Every time that we want to grow in something, we need to hold each other accountable. And that's what happens in the church. There is unity and accountability. Um, and we all as humans strive for connection. And when you're in isolation or you're trying to go it through it alone, how are you going to discover that? Um, and God gave us all his spirit and he gave us all message that we can transmit to others and really have this essence of community um, can really help us. So what do you think? Um, Do you think that someone should be just spiritual, just religious, or do you think that someone should have a combination of them too? Well, I think that it definitely has to be a combination of both. Uh, As I said earlier, just truly, truly spiritual without anything to kind of uh, bring things together. You're just kind of like a balloon floating around and you don't even know where it's going to go. And someday the balloon is going to pop and there you are. Um, So, and and being just spiritual, I'm not saying it makes you a bad person. Of course not. Because we cannot judge. However, with having a a form of spirituality and the religious formation, it has to go hand in hand. Um, Let's look at it this way. The question I have, is it possible to love Jesus, but hate religion? And um, Jesus did not do away with, uh, because he was a Jew, but he did not do away with uh, G, uh, the. Um, he did not do away with the authority, the ritual, and the tradition. Rather, what he did, he fulfilled from the old covenant, covenant and is, instituted new rituals and authority. It's clear he wanted to set up a kingdom, and that kingdom has to have authority, has to have rules and tradition, because you cannot love the king but hate his kingdom. It's like uh, uh, religion is an institution of faith. The kingdom that Jesus wanted was a community. He wanted us to have communion with God the Father, God the Son, and Holy Spirit, and communion with each other, much like sharing a meal. Um, It's uh, kind of like if you're invited to a, a, a giant feast, and um, you go in and you say, I only want water because I'm just going to drink water. Well, are you really in communion with everyone else who is enjoying this wonderful, wonderful feast because you don't like what is on the table? It's kind of, uh, sometimes we as Catholic, um, I call them cafeteria Catholics, mm-hmm. where we go to Mass when we want to, only at Christmas and at Easter. Um, we go to Ash Wednesday, because Ash Wednesday is a big deal. We uh, go to Mass for the um, different feast days of the Blessed Mother, but we don't go to confession. We don't go to communion. And uh, there may be some um, 
traditions of the church that we don't like. There may be some rules of the church that we don't like, so we're not going to participate in those. So when I say cafeteria Catholic, we are picking and choosing what pieces of the kingdom that we like, and that's not what Jesus intended. Um, He wants, you know, us obviously to love him and grow spiritually with him and also love his kingdom. I once, um, in one of uh, the class that I took, I've taken like a gazillion of them, (laughs) but uh, in one of my classes that we took, the question was asked, if you had to name a dish that represented your Catholic faith, the Catholic church, what would it be? And, uh, you know, everyone came up with different things, but this gentleman came up with one and it really resounded with me. He says, it's like uh, vegetables. It's like a vegetable stew Mm -hmm. because there's some things that you like, vegetables that you like, and some vegetables that you don't like, but you eat them because they're good for you. So if you think of the church as being, yes, there's some things that we don't like, some Mm -hmm. things that make us squirm in our seat, but it makes us, doesn't it make us love the church more? Doesn't it make us love Christ more? That he is and his church are guiding us, that this faith is guiding us down the right path. And yet we can still have that personal relationship with Jesus, God the Father and God the Son. And God the Holy Spirit. Oh, I forgot about God, the Holy Spirit. Oh, my gosh. I am so sorry. No, but um, I agree. I think there needs to be a combination, for sure, of both. And we have the extremes, you know, and, and bringing a little bit of the Bible into it. Because I feel like a lot of people think that Catholic Catholics, excuse me, Catholics are like Pharisees, where it's like it's all about the rules. It's all about the law. And there are people that are on one extreme side of the religious where they're just focused on that and nothing else versus that you have also the spiritual way far right that it's just like I can do whatever and whatever as long as I believe that there's a God that's fine with me but there needs to be a balance between those things and the really quickly the problem that the Pharisees had was because their law was hypocritical. The 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 reason that in the church our laws and traditions still stand is because they point us to Christ. It's because they help us to strengthen our relationship with God. With the Pharisees, for example, like they talked in the Bible about the Corbin, it was essentially that they would, if their parents were sick, they couldn't would not help them because that money would go to the church. But they would go against the fourth commandment. So ultimately it would allow you to break a commandment. Whereas in the church, the magisterium, the commandments, the everything that we have in our faith points us directly to him. It helps us to grow in our relationship. And wouldn't we want that? Wouldn't we it's wouldn't we want that structure in our lives? And again, structure is not restriction. Structure does not mean that you can't do anything and that you're stuck in a box because in in the Catholic Church, you're able to express yourself and serve in different areas and be yourself. Nobody wants you to not be you, but it's something that unites us and we can come together and serve God in the best way possible. You know, that particular attitude, the Pharisee attitude, um, it kind of, I think, goes to the... The, the root of the problem is that 
some people may want the benefits of being spiritual, but don't want the challenges that come with real growth and transformation because our faith is constantly transforming us, constantly converting us, uh, hopefully closer to, to Jesus and to, uh, to the faith. But not wanting the challenges that, that come with real growth and transformation, it's almost as if uh, uh, you want to keep the church and her teachings at a distance so that you don't have to change your life. In other words, there's something outside. The church has the right, which is an outside influence, to come in and say, okay, here is where you need to, to focus. And, you know, or this is where, um, what this teaching means. And of course, a lot of that is done through the liturgical year, the way that our year progresses. And, uh, you know, some folks may not like certain readings, may not like um, certain, uh, certain church ceremonies, etc., and uh, because it is, uh, they don't feel it's the the tradition that they want. They don't want to pursue it that way. Well, the church through the magisterium, as you said, uh, it is, it is, it is challenged, and it is also uh, given the authority to guide us. That's that's why we we have the church. And the Catholic Church, as you know, as you guys know, is over 2,000 years old without any 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 changes. And I'm not talking about the changes in the ability to to have mass in English and Spanish right. and not Latin. Uh, I'm not talking about the ability to uh, and the privilege to be able to receive the body and blood of Christ. Uh, in our hand and not just the priest. I mean, because there was a time where only the priest received the body and blood of Christ and everyone else was in a spiritual communion. Uh, It doesn't mean, I mean, those kind of changes are uh, the, I don't know, the the changes that are are minor things that allow for that transformation to take place, but it doesn't change the core teachings of Jesus. You know, so, uh, you know, you can obviously have both and grow in both if you allow that outside influence known as the, the Catholic Church with all of the traditions, with all of the, and I'm not even going to say rules, I mean, they, the, the, the rules of the church and, and the dogmas, they all go back to the Ten Commandments, and those were given to us by God from Moses, so that hasn't changed. That's what keeps, us, that's what keeps us on that path. Exactly. You know? And sometimes we're going to go off the path, but that's why the church is there so we can be pulled into the path. And I wanted to, when you were talking about the liturgical year, it made me think about, and I'm, you know, some of you guys might think this way. And if you do feel that way, or you resonate with anything we're talking about, go ahead and reach out to us. Um, A lot of people think it's the same readings. It's the same year over and over again. And I want to challenge you to tell you that that's not true. Why? Because, again, the structure is just to help you. But if you think that every year it's the same thing over and over and again, it's because you have not taken that step um, to the next level. Because every time we are challenged to do more. And if we talk about periods like Advent and Lent, our periods of preparation, our periods of growth. When you have Easter and Christmas are times of celebration and gratitude. Um, and, and every reading, you're going to get something different. You're not, 
there's no way. I mean, I know I don't. I don't remember every single reading we do in the church, and that's why we go through three different cycles. And in the Mass, every single time you go to Mass, you experience something different. The music is different. The readings are different. The homily is different. The the priest doesn't just make a copy and then the next year pulls it out and reads it again. The experience in the Eucharist is different. But the thing that I want to say is this is why you need to have a balance. Because if you are completely spiritual and not religious, you're not going to have structure and balance in your life. And if you're completely religious, what happens is this is what I'm talking about right now. When you're completely religious and focus so much on the structure, you see everything as the same. Because the spirituality is what pushes you to see things differently, to grow more, to push yourself into that while knowing that you have that structure to back you up in your spiritual growth. Uh, oh, absolutely. Well said. Um, when the church was, uh, well, what Jesus wanted in his kingdom, and his kingdom is here on earth, guided by the church, was to have that unity. Um, there's a quote from John mm-hmm. that uh, I, I kind of want to read it. I think really applies. Um, it's a quote from John 15, verse 5 through 7. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Some branches are picked up, thrown in the fire, and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. He's telling us right Right. there (laughs) the only way that you can have both, that you can have true spirituality and your faith is to be within Jesus Christ. And how are you going to be within Jesus Christ if you are merely floating around like a balloon that is not tethered to anything? At the same time, if you're going way the other way, are you kind of like a branch that kind of isn't listening to what Christ is saying in him and not letting Christ to be in him? Then it will wither and it will die. Right. So, I mean, this is like so appropriate because it's, it's just saying, I mean, he's telling us, if you remain in me and my word, which is the gospel, remains in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. I mean, that is, that is like wow. so profound. That is saying, if I am in you and you have the unity of the church, the unity between Uh, you Jesus Christ and the communion with him and other members of the church then his he's saying what was told to Adam and Eve ask whatever you want and you have it I mean that is so appropriate but if you don't then you're kind of outside and you're going to die and you might be picked up and burned and I didn't like that part at all but but it, <laughs> no I don't think that <laughs> you know it's like okay uh, got the message so right. you know it's a continuing transformation that's what we're saying and to just be open in your little quotes around spirituality <laughs> yeah. to allow Jesus to allow the church to help you in your own transformation love that <laughs> Thank you.
All right, guys, that was the episode. And I'm really grateful, of course, we're back on track. And to me, I I just want to leave you guys with saying that knowing that there needs to be a balance. And I challenge you to surrender. I think it all has to go back to surrendering. Surrendering that control. Surrendering of you wanting to have a more important role um, than God. When you surrender that and you give that up to him and you let him have control and you allow him to come into your heart and see the beauty in his church, you're going to be able to have that intimacy with God, which is that spiritual and that growth, but see the importance of having that structure and accountability and community that is going to allow you to grow in your faith. So I invite you to learn more, read more about your faith. Talk to someone that you know. Go to Mass. Even start by just watching it online. Start somewhere and really focus open your heart and pay attention and know that God will speak to you when you allow him to. Oh, absolutely. In fact, we are into the uh, the last uh, couple of weeks of the Easter season. Pentecost is coming up. Woo-woo. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Holy Spirit time. I wasn't going to forget him. Uh, so maybe in these next couple of weeks, you know, as a, just a little personal challenge, Take time to reflect on your own spirituality, as what Adrian was saying. But also, look at the church and how can the church assist you into that transformation? Because the only transformation that will happen will be transformation for the good. And you'll find yourself uh, in a closer place with your spirituality. You'll find yourself in a happier place. A hundred percent agreed. So we thank you guys so much for joining us today. Don't forget to follow our podcast and keep up with us. We want to hear from you and we hope to see you guys on our next episode. Y'all take care. Take care guys. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us today on the pod about God. Make sure to hit follow on your favorite podcast platform so you don't miss any of our episodes. You can also catch our episodes on our website, ourladyguadalupefw.org slash God. See, See you, you later. later.